0: And welcome to the podcast, Mind Over Matters. My name is Sandy Miller, Licensed Marriage and Family Therapist, and today we've got some special guests, but first let me introduce our co-host.
1: Hi, my name is Joseph Lopez, Safe School Professional at Somerset Academy, and without further ado, I'll allow our co-hosts to introduce themselves.
2: So hi, my name is Callista. I'm an eighth grader at Somerset Stephanie. Hi, I'm
1: Chase.
0: Perfect. Well, welcome both of you. And if you can talk a little bit louder into your microphone, the recording will pick up easier. Okay. Perfect. So you guys can go ahead and introduce what Robbie's Hope is and tell us a little bit about it. Okay.
2: So Robbie's Hope is a teen mental health organization that was founded in Colorado. So uh, I'll talk a little bit about how it was started. So. Our two founders, Kari and Jason Eckert, their son, Robbie, took his own life in 2018 uh, at just 16 years old. And that's when they realized just how big mental health was uh, in everyone's life, and especially teenagers. So that's when they came up with the idea to start Robbie's Hope and to start changing lives and start educating people about this, so that way no one had to endure what their family had to endure.
0: I think that's a really great point that you just made endure what they had to endure because it's, it changes a family's history.
2: Yeah, it really does. And um, Robbie's Hope is mainly run by, like, it's largely run by teens. We obviously have our adults that help us get everything set up, but it's very student led. And I think I'll talk about a little bit about that later on through some of the slides as well. But our main goal is to spread awareness and broaden the conversation about mental health in our society and help cut the teen suicide rates in half by 2028.
0: Love it. Yeah, I love that goal.
2: Yeah, so basically, Robby's Hope has this ambassador program. And I am an ambassador for Robby's Hope. And I became an ambassador for Robby's Hope because I personally struggle with things like depression and anxiety. And I've been diagnosed with those things for about a year now. And so I understand how it feels to want to end your life and to want to just end the thing. So I want to spread, edu- like I want to educate people about that and that it's not something to be normalized and it's not something to glorify.
0: Sounds good. And I think that it's a really great concept that Robbie's Hope has of teens educating other teens.
1: Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. it may make them feel like they want to listen more or, you know, relate. Better in a sense.
2: Yeah, of course. Um, it definitely is a big help in getting teenagers to listen because often we don't listen to adults. So when it's another teen- when it's coming from another teenager, uh, I tend to get a lot of more responses back.
0: So the comment I wanted to make is that um, I heard a statistic uh, yesterday, actually, that 20 kids in CCSD have committed suicide um, this year and the youngest was in 3rd grade. Yeah. And so it is definitely um a situation and a disorder or a situation that we need to take very serious. So if anybody out there has any thoughts of suicide, please call the national hotline for suicide and get help that you need.
2: Yeah, that's actually I'll go to that slide right now actually. I have a slide for that and it's important that we know the numbers we can call during a time of crisis. So um, you can call 911, of course, but there's also the National Suicide Prevention Hotline, uh, which is 800-273-8255. And personally, I would call the Suicide Prevention Hotline because although um, 911 can be helpful, they're more dealt to deal with criminals than they are to deal with mental illnesses, and they could come off as aggressive. While the people that work for the hotline are trained to deal with people with homes so and feeling this way.
0: But the bottom line is please call somebody.
2: Yes, please call somebody. Okay, um, I'll go over the adult handbooks that Robbie Hope, Robbie's Hope has real quick. So there are two different handbooks that Robbie's Hope has created that are based off of conversations with teens uh, and they help adults and other teens with having these conversations about how you can talk about mental health, how you can help those with mental health. And there's the adult handbook, which it goes over that exactly. And then there's the technology handbook, which if I go to this slide, it shows their own experiences with social media. And it also offers tips on using technology and addresses its effect on mental health. Personally, I don't have these handbooks like physically but if you go to the robbie's Hill website you can download the pdf versions and they are very helpful
1: right, so you need to know when to have the conversation with your team or your friend so it's always vital to discuss how teams are doing but here are some of the most important signs to highlight the use of this conversation especially between teachers staff and students so uh if there changes in if they're Behavior changes drastically, just out of nowhere. Uh, that could be a sign for the use of this conversation. So, if a student is normally talkative uh, and then suddenly becomes quiet or stands off, standoffish, that is a sign. Fluctuating grades. So sometimes students may suffer from burnout or become very stressed because of classes. So, it can be life saving to remind a student that the stress of grades should not deplete their
0: So, even if their
1: grades are okay and they are showing other signs, uh, the conversation should still be held. Uh, extreme difficulty in concentrating and staying still. Uh, so, they'll start to, they may disassociate what's around them because their head is filled with so much to think about. So, you really just want to check up on them and make sure they're okay any signs of sadness, depression, or anger. So if their morale drops and they become more irritable, that could show signs that they may be starting to become depressed or something wrong with them. Uh, when a family member or close friend is recently passed away, or any traumatic or abrupt changes in their life. So you're gonna really just want to check up on them, regardless if they're you know, if you think that they have depression. Because uh, if a friend or family member passes, you, everyone deals with grief in their own way. So always remember to check up. Um, when a student repeatedly makes jokes surrounded by suicide, so many teams will hide their emotions with humor. So it is significant to make a. So, if somebody makes a lot of self deprecating jokes, it could be perceived as a crack for health. Uh, sleeping in class. So, this may show signs for disregard for their health. So, if they're oversleeping or getting no sleep at all, that that is the time to really have the conversation.
0: Thanks for those tips. That helps a lot of adults, probably. Thanks, Chase. Yeah, I
1: really like that slide, Chase. For sure. So, you need to know when to have the conversation and what time to. So, we'll start off with these don'ts first. So, public places with commotions and distractions. So, public places with commotions and distractions will most likely make them feel uncomfortable and they might be distracted and less interested in what you're having to say there. When the teen is around friends. So try not to be around much of this team's friends because they might not take you as seriously or they may start joking around to not reveal how they truly feel in order to not be judged. Uh, if you are having this conversation uh, around people the team doesn't trust. You. So if you are having this conversation with the people that, with people that this team doesn't trust, uh, it might make them feel uncomfortable and they won't open up to you uh, to how they truly feel because they don't want this or that person to know uh, where there are other types so if they're in the middle of doing school or just work uh, that wouldn't be the ideal time to talk to them because uh, they won't be able to tell you how they really feel and because they may see, uh they may be preoccupied or stressed with what they're arguing. So, now that we know what we should stay away from, let's talk about what we can do to make them feel more comfortable. So, ask directly what this team prefers. So, ask when they have the time to talk about a serious topic and make sure to be a little more relaxed about it so you don't add to the stress that they are struggling with. Them. Uh, if you can't ask, think of lo- a, le- a location where you had had conversations with this team in the past. So, where might this team feel comfortable expressing their emotions? Uh, if you find yourself unable to ask them, you can bring them to a place that will make them happy and more comfortable with talking to you. So, like, for example, if you're a teacher, then you bring them in during your lunch and just have a nice one on one with them where there's no outside commenting to make them feel valid. Thank so you, Chase. do the time where there's no rush? Uh, no time commitments or other places to be. So you really wanna make sure that you get this timing right to where you have nothing going on and they have nothing. going on. So you can really sit and listen to what each other has to say. Okay. Uh, a place where there are no people around that might make them feel uncomfortable. So really, again, just try and get them with a one-on-one where there are no outside distractions or comments that will make them feel uncomfortable. Perfect. Yeah. how so, to start the conversation? So this you're gonna to want to listen more without simply interjecting the device. So people that struggle with this
0: sometimes just need someone to talk to instead of somebody giving them the device. So, and, to ask, and I think that's a good one to put out there, Chase, because I think adults wanna fix things. And so when it comes up, they want to start giving advice. So I think that's a really good one to start with. So I know with this, I personally show, I
1: struggle. try to help before I can hear the entirety of the problem. or just, uh, simply uh, disregard if they want my help at all. So I know that I should work on this in the future because even though I think that I'm helping, I understand now. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. So you're gonna to want to ease into conversations with simple questions like these past several days, I've noticed that you seem distracted, or worried. I'm concerned about what is going on. Tell me more. So these sentence starters are a more relaxed way to ask if they are doing okay and to also express that they're loved and appreciated, making it easier for them to trust you and open up. And even if they don't want to open up or talk to you in that moment, it's always a good ri- reminder to let them know that they're loved. All right, so acknowledge that it is okay not to be okay. So if they open up to you, they may tell you that they do feel alone, and you should make it a priority for them to know that they are valid and that they should not be alienated for feeling the way they Yeah, or try to tell them really something quick to make them feel better. Like, you're not alone, like, and Automatic, like you said, invalidate them, right, Chase? Yes. Yeah. So, express your love and support. So, try to give them simple reminders and show them that you are there for them and others are too. So, you can spend time with them or verbally, verbally acknowledge them. Be aware of your body language and facial expressions. So try to keep a positive look from your body language, like smiling and refrain from crossing your own. Try to make them feel more welcome because they're more accepting of you and it'll make it easier for you. And try not to correct the other person's body language. So like, if they don't wanna look at you or they're turned away from you, that's okay, because this is the easiest conversation to be had with this person making correcting them will just make them feel invalidated perfect we agree with those points so silently count to 10 seconds after asking every question the teams need time to figure out what they're trying to say so this method can lead into deeper conversation so i know that therapists will do this lets the team collect their thoughts and it will give the opportunity for you to ask deeper questions like, for example, if you ask, are they doing okay? And if they don't have an answer, then you can dig a little deeper saying, say, hey, you mm-hmm. seem more irritable, or you don't seem as happy as you used to be. Uh, and if, or are you, it looks like you're having trouble focusing. Is that something you want to talk about? And then just one more reminder, remember, even if they don't open up to you, You tried, and that gives that person struggling a person to talk to, even if it's not. Yeah. All right, so things to avoid during conversations. So it's important to make sure that the team feels comfortable, feels that bond of trust. A lot of times, teams don't want to open up to you if they don't trust you. So here's a few things to avoid. Uh, try not to joke about anxiety, depression, or suicide. Joking about mental health avoids the true intentions of this conversation. Uh, it can also make them feel that if their mental state is entirely a joke, and therefore are more prone to keeping all their true emotions hidden. So teens do often cover their deep emotions with humor, but it is important to note that this can hurt the teenager rather than help. You want the team to see you as someone they trust, rather than just as a casual friend. So it would also be, it would not be a very appropriate time to joke about mental health, especially if there is a chance that they may be suicidal. So suggesting that suicide is a way out for the weak, this just makes the team feel more guilty and more inclined to commit suicide. So speaking on suicide, saying those who do commit suicide are weak can really lead to a negative mind on that. No one can imagine the state of mind you are in until you yourself are in. But this mentality also encourages the opinion that those who ever speak about their emotions are weak. Holding your emotions within yourself will just lead to a buildup of negative thoughts until eventually the break. Uh, You are not weak for needing someone to talk to It is in your best interest to speak to someone whenever you are having those thoughts. You are not a weak-minded person. You are just a person who's going through a lot. It is okay to need help from others. So, avoid comparing your experiences as a teenager. This can directly just lead to frustration, even if it was said in good intention. So the worst thing you can do in this conversation is discourage one's feelings. So the point of this conversation is to open one up and be able to help them, not suggest that what they're feeling or have been diagnosed with is not existing. Uh, Do not jump to a conclusion or make assumptions. Everyone has a different experience with their emotions and these conversations should be handled gently. So listening and observing their actions is way more beneficial than speaking over them. You can give feedback, but make sure you aren't speaking over them and limiting their focus. So do not force a team to speak. Hold it as an option. Asking questions such as, do you want to talk? And if they respond with no, ask if there would be a better time for them to talk. So this creates more room for discussion, even if you do have to wait a few hours or few days until you can have this conversation. Avoid negative body language. So this, teens can recognize your body language and this can affect what they decide to share and not share. Avoid gestures such as crossing, crossing your arms or staring at your phone, playing with your hair and try and give them your full attention makes them feel that you genuinely care. Never use threats or bribery. This is a huge thing you want to avoid as it encourages the act of never telling anyone how you truly feel and never reaching out for help. Do not immediately suggest professional help as this may lead to the team shutting down this conversation. So this ties along with making assumptions after a thorough conversation so you can so slightly suggest help, but it really all depends on how much the team trusts you and in what tone you use. It. So you should you should always be striving to be supportive and open-minded, and should also speak to the team with that same energy. Teams are often worried about getting sent away for opening up about their problems, so immediately requesting the sphere will only make things worse.
0: Well, those are some great tips and I hope that some adults out there listening will take them.
2: Yes, those are very important um, parts of having a conversation with a teen about how they're feeling. Yes. So now that we've gone over some things to avoid, um, places and times, how to start the conversation, I'm going to talk a little bit about navigating the conversation. And a little bit is kind of revising what goes over uh, and things to avoid and things like that. So our main goal, remember that your main goal is to communicate your acceptance, love, and support. You want to make sure that they know that you love them and that they aren't alone and that you're always there for them. Listening is always the main priority. Teens want to feel supported, not judged when having these types of conversations you want to make sure when you're having conversations you're not um again invalidating them you're not making small comments like oh that's not a big deal when in their minds it is a big deal they are struggling with it and they trust you enough to come out to you about it and you want to make sure that they that you're not breaking the trust that they have in you respecting differences between gender and age so different genders and different ages and different generations have gone through different things. We all struggle with our different stereotypes, our different problems. And that's why it's very important to respect that everyone's different and that we can't fully understand what someone is going through unless we do go through that. Always be focused during the conversation. So this is going off of there should be no distractions near you. You want to make sure, like Chase said, you're not on your phone, not playing with your hair, you're not, you know, fixing your nails or things like that, because right. they're going to feel like what they're saying is not nearly as important as whatever you're doing. Not
1: so, respected, right?
2: Yeah. Keep asking open-ended questions such as, "How can I support you?" versus, "Is there anything I can do for you?" So actually, questions like these are um, more beneficial to the both of you because not only do they give you resources that you can use to not help only them but other people that might come to you but you're also helping them in the process and you're helping them get through what they're going through and you're also going to have more ideas of how you can help other people too be prepared to take breaks in between It is completely normal to become exhausted throughout these conversations so as someone who has gone out for help before i know that these conversations they take a long time and they're they're exhausting to go through and especially for the person that is talking about how they're feeling because it's a lot and they're speaking out against everything that they usually keep to themselves and it's completely okay if it's exhausting for you too because it's going to get overwhelming and it's going to be deep, and it's okay if you need to stop the conversation for a little bit and take a break and breathe and it's a water or something, and you can come back to this conversation whenever you both are ready, whether that takes days, weeks, um, whenever, whenever the time feels right.
0: That's a good point because it is very emotionally draining for both people involved.
2: Yeah. All
1: right, so closing this conversation, patience is key. So to start off, you're going to want to demonstrate something. I'll show that you care by doing little things for them, spending time with them, uh, participating in activities that you both like. Uh, always be patient. Always keep asking and keep trying. One day in the future, this team that's struggling, they, the team struggling, your persistence will make this team's life better. So really try to constantly remind them that you're always there and that they are loved by you and many others. And because your little reminders can make a drastic change in their mood and their thoughts. So stay sincere. So you're going to want to give them real hope and not fake. So make sure that you really do believe that they will make it through this and that they are loved and it is okay to not be okay. So continue asking open-ended questions. Uh, keep the conversation going. It will make them feel as if they're truly being listened to. So be supportive. Offer your support by saying things like "I'll always be here" or "I'm just a phone call or text." Or express your interest in continued conversation. So mentioning past conversations shows that you were really there and you were really listening. Uh, and Make sure that the team knows that it's okay not to be okay. They need to know that they are not alone on this big floating rocky space.
2: Okay, so now that we've gone over the um big, like the basics of mental health, how to start conversations, how to have, you know, all of the main stuff, I want to talk a little bit more about Raleigh's Hope. And uh, what I have pulled up is the a picture of the website and Um, At the top it's a download for the teens and technology handbook. So um, on the website you can you have access to the handbooks so in case you don't want a physical copy and Staying safe from COVID of course if you don't want anything shipped (laughs) you can Download the handbooks and you can read the handbooks that way There is uh, a bunch of information on our page. It talks about what our main goals are Uh, it talks about how we're staying safe during COVID and Uh, It also brings up the ambassador program which is ages 14 to 24 and currently we have a little over 2000 ambassadors all over the world that are spreading information, just like I am and We also have our hope gallery. Our hope gallery is a bunch of different arts that are from past contests our fall and spring contests, which are spring contests is coming up soon, where each contest is a serious topic. So I think our fall topic was COVID. And our winner was an artist who drew the representation of discrimination between Asians and COVID. And it was truly beautiful. And I know that the winners get super cool prizes and it's very, very nice to see everyone. And I know that they're including photography, singing, dancing, digital and paper art and other things like that. We also have our store, which has these bracelets that I'm currently going to be passing around um, through my community. I pass them out at the equality center when I get my presentation there. And on the bracelet, it has the website. It has the Robbie's Hope symbol. It says, it's okay to not be okay. And then on the inside, it has the National Suicide Prevention hotline. So this is actually very helpful for those who struggle because if they ever need it, They they don't have to look up the number and wait for the page to load. They can just flip the bracelet and it's right there. And no matter where you are too, of course.
0: Great, and that's Robbies Hope, and it's R-O-B-B-I-E-S, H-O-P-E.
2: Yes. So we're closing up this presentation, but I'm gonna talk um, a last little bit about the hopeful drive which is going on from January 21st to February 6th, where all of our as ambassadors are going around to our communities and we're um, spreading awareness about mental health. We're handing out bracelets as a reminder that it's okay to not be okay. We're also raising funds for the ambassador program. Um, And of course, that's not our main priority. That's just so we can keep our foundation going. And on our store side, there's actually a lot of different things and the money goes to our program. And to spreading awareness where we have a bunch of different sweatshirts, bucket hats, uh, regular hats, masks, stickers, and things like that. Um, But,
0: yeah. Well, Um, well, thank you both for coming on and uh, enlightening us adults and hopefully helping kids or teens that are out there listening. And I hope that they can get involved in a program if they need to. And the information you gave was great. So thank you for coming on.
1: Yeah, both thank of Thank you. you for
0: allowing us. Yeah, definitely. And we can um we will um put the information on the um on the podcast. So if people want to look up Robbie's hope, they'll know how to get a hold of them. Okay.
1: Well thank you so much. And um, we'll see you again soon, hopefully.